This is a podcast from the South China Morning Post. Welcome to a special Halloween edition from all of us here at the South China Morning Post. My name is Kinling Lo, and happy Halloween from us here in Hong Kong. You might be wondering why a podcast made in Hong Kong is spending time on a festival that is most closely associated with the United States. And in some ways, you're right. We don't do trick or treat here. We think pumpkins are for cooking and eating, not carving into lamps. And here in Hong Kong, in about August each year, we celebrate the festival of the hungry ghosts, where we burn joss paper, what the Christian missionaries call hell money for our ancestors in the afterlife. And during the festival of the hungry ghost. The spirits of our ancestors are led out of the underworld to wander the streets and get themselves a decent meal or something to drink. But if you have spent any time here, you know that Hong Kong loves to dress up, and Halloween is the best dress up of them all. Every year, thousands upon thousands of people get into their Halloween costumes and wander through Hong Kong's famous bar street, Lan Kwai Fong. But beyond that. Hong Kong loves a spooky story. It's a place where tales from pirate history, shocking stories of true crime, urban legends, and ghost stories mix in well, like the fog coming from the fragrant harbor. And today, you're going to hear just some of those stories. So let me introduce you to the crypt keeper for this podcast, the charming yet terrifying John Carter. Welcome to Halloween in Hong Kong. Abandon all hope, ye who listen past this point. <laughs> you are about to hear a story strange but true from the fragrant harbor of the Seven Sisters and the Bachelor's Curse, of the girl with a single braid who has no face, of the forbidden song that radio DJs play only at their own risk. And of the kanji delivery boy and the mahjong players with no heads, lock the doors, bar the windows, beware! These stories contain tales of death, disfigurement, and decapitation. And listen closely as we lift the veil on Hong Kong's supernatural world. <laughs> if you go to Chinese University in Hong Kong, you can find an old lane that runs behind the Chengchi Canteen. This is where the old railway used to be, but now this lane is called Single Braid Road. If you are there at night. You might see a girl with her hair in a beautiful braid walking away from you, but you don't want to see her face. This is a girl who, a long time ago, eloped with her boyfriend and caught a train from mainland China to Hong Kong. The legend says the two of them ran away from their families and were going to start a new life in Hong Kong. They huddled together on the train as it sped to Hong Kong, but they were afraid. 
afraid the immigration officers at Kowloon would send them back. So they agreed on a desperate plan. As the train passed Chinese University, they kissed one last time. And the girl jumped. But in that one moment, the wind whipped through her hair and her braid became tangled in the door of the train. Her hair and face were ripped from her skull and she fell to her death somewhere behind the Chengqi canteen. Her boyfriend, in shock, stayed on the train to Kowloon and came back to look for her. But she was never found. Since then, male students have reported to have been walking along the road where the train used to run, and they see a girl with a single braid walking away. And when they get closer to find out who she is, she turns to them. And she has no face. But sometimes they hear a voice. Give me back my braided hair. Let me tell you a story about a Hong Kong horror movie and the song that is itself a little bit haunted. Now, we love to make scary movies in Hong Kong. From the Shaw Brothers black magic films to Mr. Vampire, Troublesome Night, and Rigor Mortis. Maybe you've seen the classic directed by Choi Hark, a Chinese ghost story. And while we're used to sound effects and music helping to make our scary movies even scarier, let me tell you about the Hong Kong movie with a song that radio DJs are too scared to play. It's from a 1984 movie called The Occupant, starring Chow Yun-Fat. It's a movie about a woman who moves to Hong Kong to work on a master's thesis about Chinese superstition, and she rents an apartment, which is, of course, haunted by a ghost who is a singer. For the soundtrack, a singer named Connie Mack recorded a song called Nights of the Night. She sings about a misty night sky filled with rain, laying in the arms of her lover. She prays for her lover to stay, but she knows in the morning they will be gone. When this came out, Hong Kong radio DJs reported strange things happening when they would play the song. They heard strange voices in the mix. They reported lights switching off randomly in the radio station. Record players started moving on their own. Shadows moved along the walls of the studio. Today, Connie Mack is a legend of Hong Kong canto pop. She's still performing concerts, and she still performs Nights of the Night. But Hong Kong's radio DJs, they call it the Forbidden Song. And good luck to anyone brave enough to play it on the radio.
If you travel on the Hong Kong MTR to the northern end of Hong Kong Island, you will find yourself at a place called North Point. And just a couple of blocks from North Point Station, you'll find a road called Tadimui Road. A long time ago, before the land was reclaimed, this road led to a beach. Tadimui are the Cantonese words for Seven Sisters. And once upon a time, the east side of this part of town was called the Seven Sisters District. And it's all because of the legend of the Tatsimui. They never wanted to be apart, so they made a secret vow. They all agreed to never get married. They all tied their hair into buns, which marked them as spinsters. And they made a pact to stay together, forever. And not long after, the family decided that the third eldest sister would be married. She didn't like this man. She didn't want to leave home. When the sisters found out, they made a fateful decision. Just one day before the wedding, they joined hands and walked down to the water's edge and all jumped into the water. The next day, the locals came down to the beach searching for the girls. There are different stories of whether the bodies of these girls were found. But what people do agree on was that there were now seven boulders visible during low tide along North Point. Old-time residents of the area would say the boulders were shaped like women. In the year 1911, the Chinese Recreation Club built the Seven Sisters Swimming Shed on the harbour front of the Seven Sisters District. Many people would come down at night for an evening dip, but soon, stories started to circulate about the swimming spot. More than one young man would go for a nighttime swim and would never be seen again. In 1941, the invading Japanese army would destroy the Seven Sisters Swimming Shed. And in 1948, the seven boulders were buried as part of the reclamation of land for development. Now, the beach is gone. Above it, traffic roars along the Eastern Corridor motorway. The legacy of the Seven Sisters remains out of sight, but perhaps not out of mind. is 1953. We are inside an apartment on Nathan Road, watching an elderly lady go about her life. This apartment is on the fourth floor, and if you speak Cantonese, you know the word for and the word for death are very similar. This is important to remember because the elderly lady is now looking out her fourth floor window at the apartment next door. She sees four people in the apartment. One is sitting near the window, acting like a lookout. The others are playing mahjong. The lady is shocked and terrified. Each of these people are dressed in all white, 
which is how we dress people to be buried in Hong Kong. But there's something else too. None of these people have heads. It's a headless mahjong party. The lady is terrified, closes her windows and pulls down the blinds. She tells her neighbors, but they don't believe her. But then something else happens. A nearby restaurant gets a phone call with an order. The delivery boy is dispatched with four bowls of congee to the fourth floor apartment. When the delivery boy knocks, the door only opens enough for one single hand to reach out and take each bowl of congee one by one. And then the hand reaches out one more time with the exact change to pay for the congee. The delivery boy gets back to the restaurant, but when he brings out the money paid for for the four bowls of congee, he finds it's not real Hong Kong currency. It's hell money, supposed to be burned as an offering to ancestors in the underworld. The next night, the same order comes in, and the delivery boy goes back to the fourth floor apartment. And even though he swears to his boss that he checked and counted the money at the door, the same thing happens. The money he was paid isn't real currency, it's hell money. The restaurant owner has had enough and calls the police. Now there's two versions of how this story ends. The first is the police arrive and speak to the elderly lady in the fourth floor apartment. She pulls up the blinds in her apartment and shows them the scene next door. Four headless bodies playing mahjong. The police refuse to go into the apartment. The door is sealed shut and soon enough, the building is demolished. And there's another version of this story. The police go to the apartment where the ghostly game of Mahjong was being played. They break down the door only to find four headless corpses with the remains of takeaway kanji. The autopsy report is released, saying the bodies had been dead a week, but the food inside the stomach of the corpses had only been consumed in the past few days. <laughs> <laughs> 